Boom! Welcome back to Cryptocurrency Chat. This is your host, Jake Chavarelli, with my co-host, actually the original host, Blockchain John, for the <laughs> Cryptocurrency Chat podcast for Sunday afternoon, nice. actually Sunday evening. So Nice intro. Love it. How's it going, John? Oh, man. It's been super warm out here these past couple days. Right now, it's really humid. I was spending, I spent the last, what, two days out. I went to San Francisco yesterday and um, now spent some, some more time outdoors. Just I've been touching grass all day, all weekend. So <laughs> I'm happy to be back in my, my little bubble here <laughs> on my desk here. I love it. Miss yeah. you guys. Yeah. Let's get it going. Hopefully, it's not too scorching hot there in your tiny little upstairs uh, den. I got three fans going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got air conditioning, so I. Well, anyways, it was raining here today, which is weird. It hardly ever rains out in, in the Central Valley in the middle of summertime. It's not, not something that you what get. In the Midwest, it rains. Burning. It doesn't rain here because it's not typically a wet summer. It's typically a dry summer. Anyways, yeah. uh, we have wet winters and dry summers, and everywhere else is the complete opposite. That's why people live here for some reason. Anyways, um, yeah, well, let's just talk about the fact that we got Cointree up here. You guys can check in and out the Cointree for C3 Media. You can, of course, donate directly to us through Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, Raven, Bat, Litecoin, Flux, Monero, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We do not accept UST. Sorry. Because uh, no one does. <laughs> Dogecoin, SNX, Cake, et cetera. And if you'd like to check us on YouTube, Discord, Twitter, Twitch, which is currently live streaming, or Odyssey. We're actually on Odyssey finally. Thankfully, we got enough subscribers so we can get an Odyssey because they need a minimum number. Yeah. So all of our content Please, automatically anything. gets uploaded. After we upload to YouTube, automatically yeah. gets uploaded to Odyssey. You can just watch it there all day long. Nobody can block us anymore. So we can yeah. say whatever we want, and, and Odyssey lets us keep it. That's the thing. Please, please, if anything, if you guys don't feel like donating via crypto or checking out any other links, just Odyssey. If anything, just go to Odyssey and yep. click that sub button. That's where we want you guys to be seeing us from, yep. is on a decentralized platform that supports our content. Odyssey, thank you. Yes, thank you for supporting us. And if you like us, click on the like button. Thanks a lot. So, crypto job of the heck. Sorry, job of the day. I keep saying job of the heck because it sounds, it just rolls off the tongue easier. Anyways, it's Binance, senior backend developer for Node.js. This is an Asia position, according to the uh, what, job offer here. Binance is a global blockchain company behind the world's largest digital asset exchange by trade volume. That's definitely true. If you check it out on CoinGecko, you will see they are the largest by trade volume. And users serving a greater mission to accelerate cryptocurrency adoption and increase the freedom of money. Are you looking forward to being part of the most influential company in the blockchain industry and contribute to the cryptocurrency revolution that is changing the world? Even if it is crypto winner? We are looking to expand our development team with talented, experienced backend developers to build, improve, and maintain a multitude of applications on the Binance ecosystem. Such things are expected of a person working for Binance in this particular role, design, build, and maintain backend services, a backend engineer, after all, that supports our data analytics products. Articulate a long-term vision for maintaining and yada, 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 there's lots of other things. If you know what backend engineering is, they need a backend engineer. And the reason I say this is important right now, and we will get to it in the news, other people who are doing the same kind of work that Binance is are not hiring anymore. But Binance is still hiring because the recession's only in the United States. Anyways, uh, I also want to point you guys to the crypto quote of the day. Can you read that for us, John? Yes, sir. So you guys can head over to our Discord channel and definitely get connected on there and see all the goodies that we got going on in there. So, and that's obviously in the description link below. Episode 411, our quote of the day is, 
Virgin Galactic is a bold entrepreneurial technology. It's driving a revolution, and Bitcoin is doing just the same when it comes to inventing a new currency. Written by Richard Branson. Oh, more or less said by Richard Branson, but yes, Richard Branson, the king oh, yes, of Virgin sorry. Galactic and Virgin uh, Air and Virgin everything, because he likes virgins, I guess. Um, <laughs> and mm -hmm. he's into Bitcoin, so yeah, he's really big into Bitcoin. He's very, very much a Bitcoin maximalist. Probably not as mm -hmm. much as some other people, but you got that kind of money, you can afford to dump ten percent, and that'd be a billion dollars, right? <laughs> Let's move on to our news. Move back up here to Crypto Twitter, and I'm going to take the first shot here. This is from Decrypt, from Tim Haki, who tends to write the crypto news regarding crypto Twitter. So, Elon Musk and Dogecoin creator Jackson Palmer exchange a couple of words. We did talk about this on Wednesday. I know if you guys tried checking out the article, the um, news we had from Wednesday, I'm sorry, didn't get up until literally last night. We kind of had a little bit of a flub, my fault. But uh, anyways, on to the news. Two most striking conversations this week in the world's largest microblogging platform were Elon Musk beef. Really? Beef? Not turkey? Anyways. With Dogecoin co-creator Jackson Palmer and Ethereum creator Vitalik Buterin's musing on a letter sent to Washington by crypto skeptics. On Monday, Australian news outlet Crikey published an interview with Palmer, who was promoting a new podcast, Griftonomics, uh, when he said, when he laid into crypto industry, well, the crypto industry, quote, I wish it was the end of crypto, but it's not, Palmer said, before turning his thoughts to Musk. Quote, he's a grifter. He sells vision and hopes that he, he can one day deliver what he's promising, but he doesn't know that. He's just really good at pretending he knows, end quote. Palmer also said that he wrote a Python script that would automatically detect and report spam bops in a Twitter user's mentions. The Dogecoin-loving Musk allegedly reached out to Palmer and asked for the script. But according to Palmer, quote, it became apparently apparent very quickly that he didn't understand coding as well as he made out. He asked, how do I run this Python script, end quote? Yeah, that's just sad. I hate it. I hate to say it. Anyway, Tesla CEO responded by saying his children wrote better code than Palmer. Musk also called Palmer a tool. Palmer tool. Anyways. Palmer didn't reply to Musk's provocations, but he defended his spam bot catcher in a subsequent mini-thread, as you can read. I'm not going to read it all. There's plenty to say. Plenty of this uh, mudslinging going around between Twitter users and the, the non-Twitter owner, Mr. Musk. On Wednesday, the Financial Times reported that a letter signed by 26 anti-crypto computer scientists, tech bloggers, and academics, including the former FANG employees, had been presented to U.S. lawmakers. The letter urges regulators to take a crypto, probably crypto, a critical, skeptical approach toward industry claims that crypto assets are an innovative technology that is unreservedly good. I think it is pretty good, but there are bad actors. That's my opinion. And it asked them to, quote, resist pressure from digital asset industry financiers, lobbyists, and boosters, end quote. Yes, boosters, a.k.a. crypto bros. The Ethereum creator Vitalik Buterin appeared to respond to the letter in a tweet thread on Friday. And you can go through his tweet thread here if you wish, if you're watching and want to click on this stuff. Buterin also stated that Crypto fans were upset and confused that British-Canadian tech blogger Corey Doctorow was a signatory 
or person who signed to the letter because they considered him an ally. In 2018, Dr. O delivered a keynote speech called Decentralize, Democratize, or Die at DevCon. Bunch of D's in there. An annual Ethereum developer conference. Here's his quotes regarding that. Buterin also mentioned that he's unhappy with the amount of infighting in the crypto industry. He suggested it was a byproduct of success because as businesses scale up, they find themselves in more direct competition with each other. Another quote from Buterin, several of them anyways. Elsewhere, Lachlan Marquet of Axios provided a pithy account of how Rep. Madison Cawthorn, Republican of South Carolina, who's been investigated by the House Committee of Ethics for an alleged pump-and-dump scheme involving the Let's Go Brandon coin, spent the last 10 days of 2021. There are those quotes in Twitter. On Thursday, branded NFT creator Nifty announced a major partnership with Warner Brothers. Okay, yeah, good. More NFTs, great. And that also that day, blockchain sleuth Zach XPT wrote a lengthy thread about Animoon, an NFT scam that couldn't be more blatant to anyone even dimly aware of recent pop culture. Barry Silbert, founder of the Digital Currency Group, which includes crypto asset management giant Grayscale, took issue with a proposal by the New York State Senate to impose a two-year moratorium on all fossil fuel-powered proof-of-work crypto mining, calling it a job killer. <sighs> but Senate Bill S6486D passed 36 to 27 on Friday morning. It's now headed over to the government of the governor, Kathy Hochul, this is, of course, New York, who gets 10 days to sign it into law or veto it. I hope she vetoes it. I really do. Coinbase, in the wake of the Q1 loss of $430 million. I know you guys can't see me putting my pinky to my mouth like Dr. Evil, but anyways. Announced on Thursday, it would not only be freezing hiring, it would also be rescinding offers recently accepted by candidates. Screw you guys. We don't have any money. Recruitment company Blind tweeted a job offer letter which promised recipients the company wouldn't be rescinding offers alongside an email doing exactly the opposite. That would really hurt. And finally, Kanye West has decided that it is indeed time to ask him about NFTs. And there's a video here on Blockworks by Kanye. Should we play the video? You want me to, uh, do you want to play it or you want me to play it? That's 13 seconds. Right, you know, you know, NFT people get paid in perpetuity on the product that they put out. My image is a part of something I should get paid on. We all gotta make money together. There's more people in the world, there's more money in the world. Let's all make money together. Hey, let's you all know? make money together, Tanya. That's brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Could you hear that or no? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I watched it over here. I watched it there. Good. All right. All right. Cool. Moving on to Ice Cube. Go ahead, John. Ice Cube is in the house. This one's written by Andrew Hayward. Uh, Big Three relaunches its Ethereum NFT team stakes to make them juicy enough. Let's see. Rapper and actor Ice Cube's Big Three Basketball League is using Ethereum's NFT to decentralize team ownership, and the initiative has already attracted major investors such as Snoop Dogg and Gary Vaynerchuk, plus NFT communities like Moonbirds and The Gods. However, the public mint process for thousands of of teams nft on may 8th went awry due to technical issues so the league opted to pause the launch and regroup today big three announced that it has continued to mint 
on June 10th and enhanced the newly rebranded entry-level NFT by adding further benefits for holders. Quote, we pulled back and said, well, this gives us time to rethink our gold tier and make sure that it's juicy enough for the kind of buyers who really may not see the long-term play in this. Ask you to decrypt. This is a long-term play. That's what we want buyers to understand. The feat or forever experienced action token is an Ethereum NFT that replaces the previous gold tier ownership tokens. Each of the league's 12 teams has 975 such feet NFTs priced at 4,500 apiece. And the gold NFTs that were already sold during the halted mint last month will now be considered feet tokens with the additional features in tow. Awesome. There you go. Nothing's and they're going to be using that for a bunch of their, uh, their leagues there. Pretty cool. In general, I just think it's a good idea to make uh, like tickets and things of this sort into nfts i mean to me mm-hmm. like I, I still have some of the tickets to the um performances that i went to back in ni- in the late 90s and, er- and early 2000s and they do kind of they mean something to me but even so it, it would be kind of weird if a person bought the, such an nft from another person like hey you didn't really go to that show you know like yeah but it has meaning because you can't ever go back to it you can't ever have that that experience again you can't ever see those things so i mean the what future i like it what i like is when there's like these nft tickets with highlight moments of the event exactly into them exactly. those are super super awesome yeah anything where it's right and especially when it comes to like um uh, sporting events then you could you could technically tack additional things that happened during that particular uh game into the nft or you could make another nft or something like that you could just like hey, what about that amazing shot or that amazing play that was made by that particular player in that game or the, the, the winning shot or a particularly amazing, right, like, like right, so it was like right. a football game where they made an interception or something. Oh, my goodness. Of course you want to be able to see that again. Of course that's a super valuable thing. And you know it's going to increase in value over time because people are yeah. just like thinking back, like, remember when, when that yeah. famous player did that famous thing that one time? Oh, that was so amazing. And you're like, I own that. <laughs> I own that. <laughs> I own that moment. Nobody else has that except me. Anyways, Snoop Dogg. I think this is brilliant, this news from Snoop Dogg. Um, it's going to be in Los Angeles. I happen to live in California, so is John. So we can somewhat easily get to it. All of Los Angeles is pretty far away from where we live. Uh, Snoop Dogg to open a Bored Ape NFT-themed desert restaurant. Desert, pardon me, desert, not desert. Desert restaurant. Dr. Bombay's sweet exploration will be will use the rapper's Board Ape Yacht Club avatar to anchor the Los Angeles eatery. So, a fast food joint called Bored and Hungry, <laughs> the first eatery inspired by a Board Ape Yacht Club NFT, opened in Los Angeles this spring. The team behind the eatery is bringing a rapper and an NFT enthusiast, Snoop Dogg, to open its next NFT-themed restaurant. Snoop Dogg and the Food Fighters Universe, a startup company of Andy Nguyen, Kevin Seo or Co and Philip Wen have announced plans to open Dr. Bombay's Sweet Exploration, an immersive retail dessert experience that will similarly take root in Los Angeles. Dr. Bombay is the name uh, that Snoop, born Calvin Brodus Jr., if you didn't already know, has given his Board Ape Yacht Club avatar. So, Dr. Bombay, the BAYC uh, is one of the most popular, if you didn't already know, NFT collections existing. Only 10,000 unique avatars depicting, well, pretty much bored apes. <laughs> so, yeah, this is fascinating because it's kind of just an extension of the very first 
food-based restaurant, and it's just the very next one. So um, I, we did read about this, and it was about a month ago, where we first talked about um, Kevin uh, CEO's first uh, company that he founded. It was a, a restaurant of this sort, and now they're going to open a second one based on Snoop Dogg's idea, ideology here. And I think this is kind of neat. Go ahead, sorry. Anyway, play Check the, that video out. The one with the yeah. inside board, board ape yacht. I thought we played that last time. Or you're talking about the, the Twitter one. Yeah, the Snoop, Snoop Dogg. All right, let's play the Twitter one here. What up, though? It's your boy, Big Snoop Dogg, a.k.a. Dr. Bombay, and I got some alpha for y'all. That's right, y'all. You're part of the Fool Fighters. Yeah, the universe, the whole universe. So be on the lookout for something real slick and quick from Big Snoop Dogg, Dr. Bombay, and the Fool Fighters. You heard it first. Now go tell them. I only played a few seconds of it. <laughs> the whole time in the background, there's dogs barking. Is that because Snoop Dogg is there and there's just dogs wherever he is? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for, food Fighters Universe. Food, yes, the I Food like Fighters. I like that, actually. I think Food Fighter Universe team is a cool name, too. So Yeah. Uh, the hype, it's obviously going to get a lot of people to get in there. I would not be surprised if on opening days there's a line around the block. So Yeah. It's a neat idea. Honestly, it's a very cool idea to go with tying nfts if you know a digital unique asset to a physical you could only get into the restaurant if you have a board ape well that's ridiculous there's only ten thousand people can go (laughs) yeah i'm not sure how true that is but i I think that would be unreasonable i think if if you could prove that you owned an nft that might be an interesting but i think this is like we were just talking about with the previous article why not just sell tickets right you know maybe every single receipt is an nft right you uniquely bought this particular type of food, this unique, and it's just you, and it's adjusted this time, so every receipt's an NFT. I don't know. They might do it. We'll see. But definitely not on the Ethereum blockchain. <laughs> no, please not. Please do a different blockchain, yeah. yes. Yes, just because yeah. board apes are on Ethereum doesn't mean they have to be. Um, you could do a wrapped board ape, right, on Polygon? <laughs> Mm. All right, let's yeah. talk about uh, right. Chipotle food. <laughs> yeah, cool. This one's written by Dimitar Zanzarab. America's fast food chain Chipotle embraces crypto payments in the U.S. The popular restaurant chain Chipotle Mexican Grill collaborated with Flexa to allow clients to pay their bills in cryptocurrencies. The offering is available in nearly all 3,000 companies located in the United States. And in addition, the luxurious, luxurious hotel located in Dubai the Manor Hotel by J.A. also plans to enable payments in dig- digital asset. Chipotle Mexican Grill became one of the one of the largest U.S. Retail restaurant chains to embrace cryptocurrencies as a means of payments. The par- the partnership with Flexa means that customers can pay their bills using almost 100 digital assets, with Bitcoin, Ether, Dogecoin uh, being some of those. I wouldn't pay with Bitcoin or the Ether. That would be stupid. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, oh, exactly. just give me half an hour. Eventually, if it'll come, eventually. Dude, <laughs> Dogecoin, I mean, Dogecoin sounds pretty cool. I wouldn't mind doing that in Dogecoin. Yeah, yeah I could do yeah. Dogecoin because it's faster. But, I mean, if you're going to do Bitcoin, you better, yeah. not, better be lighting. <laughs> yeah. The initiative encompasses all 2,979 Chipotle restaurants in the United States. Moreover, to celebrate the new offering, the company will grant a 10% discount to clients' purchase paid with cryptocurrency. Is that going to pay for the despite- transaction fee? <laughs> pretty much yeah despite its massive presence in the states chipotle has also has has locations in canada the uk germany and france as of the moment it remains unclear whether the company will apply the new payment options to some of those destinations all right cool well, does it so, matter it doesn't matter you could it, you're not paying in euros you're not paying in dollars you're paying in crypto exactly 
Yep. How, how about one this? Bitcoin the Mexican equals one Bitcoin. restaurant. Yep. The, the, the Mexican style restaurant is not the only fast food chain that has said yes to digital asset payments. In 2020, Pizza Hut enabled Bitcoin and other digital asset settlements in Venezuela. Oh, just in Venezuela, really? Oh. That's the only place. What about mm, El Salvador? Hmm. I bet they could already do yeah. it there. Mm. Well, yeah, they're pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's, that's, uh, how, how about this? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What is this? A few weeks ago, the giant flight company Emirates Airlines disclosed intentions to introduce Bitcoin as a means of payments and add NFTs on its website for trading. What? Ooh. Okay, that should be yeah. more bigger news than yeah. this. United Arab, well, that's, like, Arab the last Emirates sentence Airlines. The bottom. That's kind of cool that they're saying, hey, well, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. And I don't know if you've ever seen the videos on YouTube about people who fly on Emirates Air, but they're uh, really high class. So it kind of makes sense yeah. that you would do Bitcoin. Like, okay, I, you'd probably have to spend out. one Bitcoin just to they're, fly from, from UAE to New York. But they're, they're char they're, they're, their website is going to have NFT-enabled um, trading platform. It's going to be an NFT-enabled trading platform. Yeah. You can actually make your tickets into an wacky, NFT. Dude. I mean, that's cool. I, I like it. Neat. That's something that's cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying it isn't. I think it's right. kind of neat. So we're moving on to the death of Bitcoin in New York. Bum, bum, yeah. This okay. has been been talked about heavily all week long. Oh, in God. fact, Jake, you were on a on a space earlier yes. this week talking about this 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 thingamajig. Not, not um, thrilled about this kind of BS, but it needs it yeah. bears being discussed. It really does. So Kathy Hochul will decide the fate of Bitcoin mining in New York. Oh, oh man, this is on Decrypt by Stacey Elliott. The legal status of Bitcoin mining in the state of New York now rests in Governor Kathy Hochul's hands as she faces mounting pressure to pick a side. Yeah, pick a side, girl. I would have said a different word, but I don't know who she is. On Friday, state senators in New York voted to approve a bill, a bill, that would create a two-year moratorium on crypto mining. I know a couple people in New York who are not going to really like this very much. Operations that use carbon-based power. Carbon-based power. Does that mean that as long as you're doing it with solar and wind, they don't care? How would you even know? The bill is now headed mm -hmm. to Hochul's desk, starting a 10-day clock for her to sign it into law or veto it. I really hope she vetoes it. If she signs the bill, it will make New York the first state in the U.S. to curtail the country's new global dominance in Bitcoin mining. Greenridge Generation, a coal plant based in upstate New York. Why do, they, why do they still have coal plants in New York? Come on, guys, you guys are progressive. Prompted the debate over crypto's environmental impact in the state when it pivoted Bitcoin mining last March. <laughs> uh, sorry. As of December, the U.S. accounted for 38% of the average monthly hash rate on Bitcoin network, according to Cambridge Center for Alternative Finance, Bitcoin's Electricity Consumption Index. That is a long sentence. Georgia has emerged as a clear leader in the states, accounting for 31% of the country's hash rate. Wow, that's impressive. But New York's 10% means practically tied for second with Kentucky and Texas, which account for 11% hash rate each, according to CCAF. Bitcoin and Ethereum both rely on proof of network consensus, that is proof of work, that uses a lot of energy. Ethereum is in the process of transitioning to proof of stake, the dumbest thing they've ever done which uses less energy but won't make the switch for another couple of months, probably. Maybe they've been deciding on this for two years, literally. <laughs> Hochul hasn't said much to indicate how she feels about the broader industry, and I don't really care. It's if she votes against it, it's her death. 
Uh, I mean, death in office, not physical death. So she's going to really polarize the uh, office, or polarize the state, rather. Um, it's going to be really weird for uh, uh, sta the city of New York to do a coin that's proof of work if um, they can't do a proof of work. Yep. I think, they, I think I, if, if the purpose of this whole concept is to get New York to move away from uh, carbon-based energy production, I say it's good. But it's not good in the sense of what my business does, which I'm not going to talk about here. I'm just saying soon enough you may hear the, of Jake Jabarelli more often in the news, just like we'll be reading about me instead of, instead of me reading the news about other people. So, and not for a bad reason. Not because I'm signing into some stupid law. In any case, <laughs> want to take the last survey here? Sure, let's hit that out and just hit it out of the park. Mm -hmm. This was written by Dimitar Zanzara from the Crypto Potato. 37% of survey participants want Bitcoin legalized in their countries. A recent study conducted by The Economist estimated that 37% of participants want their governments to declare Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as legal tender for internal transactions. Central bank digital currencies, CBDCs, are also favored as 37% will agree if their country's authorities issue such a financial product. The popular British newspaper, The Economist, surveyed 3,000 people across the following. That's not even enough, dude. That's, that's weak. Whoever did that should be fired. Three thousand. No, no, that's normal. It's like, hey, this is. It's perfectly normal. That the thing came okay. out a long, long time ago, and I remember it was a. Um, I can't remember the name of the the, the major uh, uh, company that does all the the uh, surveying in the United States and has been doing it for at least a hundred years. But you don't need to survey fifty thousand people to get a really good consensus across the board. A thousand, fifteen hundred okay. people is usually enough. So. Because once, you, once you've done more than... Sorry, sorry, you go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the, the Economist surveyed 3,000 people across the following developed eco uh, economies. U.S., U.K., France, South Korea, Australia, Singapore. Uh, and these developing ones, Brazil, Turkey, Vietnam, South Africa, and the Philippines, to determine what their current stance on the crypto industry. Approximately 37% of all the respondents said they will support the respective government if it decides to declare Bitcoin or other digital currencies digital assets as the official payment method 43 percent were neutral in the matter while only 18 percent they will just uh, said they will disagree on such a move the results were similar when speaking of launching a cbdc 37 percent believe that the authorities should release that product while around 90 percent think it would be a mistake so let's scroll on down a bit here 25 percent americans want btc legalized after shortly after El Salvador splashed the waters in the cryptocurrency space by declaring Bitcoin as legal tender, many other countries were rumored to consider the same move. A research conducted by YouGov revealed that almost 30% of the U.S. residents will be happy to see BTC having the same status in their nation. Interestingly, Americans residing in the West were more supportive of such a uh, potential law, while those living in the Midwest opposed it the most. The majority of the females and those over 55 years old were the harsh, harshest critics, while men and participants between 25 and 34 were mostly in favor of seeing Bitcoin as an official means of payment. There you go. I hate to say it, but it makes Just it sound of kind, of, kind of patriarchal. Actually, not, not patriarchal, because patriarchal is typically owned by those who are older. But yeah, I can see why mm. old people are not into it. I mean, obviously, a lot of the people they, who have a lot of money, like uh, Mark Cuban, are in the 55 plus range. 
but um, <clears throat> so plenty of you know people with a lot of money or old older people. But yeah, it is kind of disappointing mm-hmm. to see that. But yeah, younger people tend to be more in favor of new things because they got nothing to lose, and old people tend to be in favor of the status quo because they got lots to lose. But um, in general, it it's good to see that more people want Bitcoin as a regular tender in this country. Of course, eventually it will become yeah. the tender of the world. So. Is is it a, is it a surprise that the world wants crypto? No. no, I told everybody, you know, in the early days that this is going to be the future. It's going to happen. It's going to be accepted. You're going to be with people. You're going to go to the gas station. You're going to do tap to pay. And this was before tap to pay became a thing because this was obviously before the pandemic when I started telling people. I think tap to pay became a, a new norm during the the, uh, the pandemic because obviously there was a, a money, uh, a short money supply. So people transitioned um, to tap to pay. But prior to that, I told everybody that you're, you're going to end up one of these days, you're going to go to a uh, gas station. You're going to tap to pay with your crypto. You're going to go to the store and buy your buy your, your goods and uh, you're going to be tapping with crypto and, and paying, paying out that way. It's like, what happens if the Internet goes? That's always the one thing. What happens if the Internet goes down? What happens if the government blocks it? It's like, well, I mean, and that's that's for another conversation. That's if you want to get into that conversation. We can do that some other time. But right now, we're going to wrap this up. Yep. This is just the news. We're not all about discussion. So really appreciate you guys all listening and, and uh, making it this far in the relatively short show that we've been doing as of late. And I just want to mention that we are still uh, getting those T-shirts and our website up. So if you haven't seen it already, we're, we're going to be Stack Stats and Huddle, which is, the, of course, the tagline here. So I will probably do as we've been trying to do all this time is get this time down right. So, as John and I have said many, many times in the past, right, John? Yeah. Stack sets and huddle. Adios. Adios.